0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed.
1: I thought uh, yesterday I was going to have to stop telling my Def Leppard joke. Oh. Because there was a movie called The Bank of Dave, and it's based it's on Netflix, and it's based on a true story where a guy in a small town in England uh, decided he had been for some time. He was a wealthy man. He had owned his own business, and he had helped out the community. He had lent money. Uh, to people, you know, charging small interest rates compared to what the regular big banks were doing. And uh, he decided that he was going to try to get himself uh, as a registered real bank. And the real banks, of course, got nervous about this, and they took him to court and tried to say he was just like a, a loan shark. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, great story based on a true story. And um, at the end of it, Def Leppard comes and performs at this huge soccer pitch uh, in the town uh, that the film is based in, and you're led to believe that it's because members of the band were from this small town. Okay. And they did this big charity thing because he needed to come with X amount of millions of pounds to make this all happen, and they did this big charity concert, which then enabled them to raise the money so that he could finish accomplishing his goal. And to this very day, that bank is still there, and all profits
0: go to charities. I'd seen it. I I didn't uh, didn't check in on it to see what it was about. Great great
1: little story. And uh, I thought to myself, well, what, what a noble thing for them to do. Yeah. First, as we spoke of them sticking around to support the drummer. Yeah. And then this... So I said I can't, I can't do the "what has nine arms and suck" joke anymore. <laughs> but alas, I can, because when I got in here this morning, I looked it up to see if that actually happened, and no, it did not. It was added to the film because Dave, the bank guy, was just a huge deaf leopard fan, really, and he envisioned that. And then a lot of the stuff in the movie has been made up to tell the story. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But still a good story. and still a true story. This guy really did this. It's based on a true story. Based
0: on a true story. So, All yeah. right. So
1: what has nine arms and sucks? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give them four-fifths of a round of applause. That's right. And they're
1: liars. They actually did fly from the U.S. to England to film their scene in the movie because the concert's right at the very end. Gotcha. And... Anyhow, all is right with the world once again. With all the online dating that is available, we can be very picky and selective, and a lot of people have some uh, some crazy red flags and deal breakers. You know, if somebody's got too much hair on their knuckles, forget <laughs> it. it's not for me. They didn't have that in their profile. That's right. It's hiding those knuckles. Anyhow, uh, hobbies seem to be a red flag, and I, oh, I guess it it, it can be. Particular hobbies that rub people the wrong way or maybe how extreme and obsessive you are about your hobbies. Um, but some of the things that uh, people say are a no-no when dating and having hobbies. Is uh, You like to prank people. Uh, they don't like that. Okay. Uh, particularly mean-spirited pranks.
0: I see a lot of very elaborate ones that make it to social media.
1: Mm. Being obsessed with uh, celebrity culture. All right. Worshipping celebrities. Um, obsessed with politics, particularly when it's rage and hate fueled. Bullfighting, dogfighting, anything else that's harmful to animals. And then that's, there's a good example of extreme.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I don't,
1: uh, I don't know too many people in the dogfighting game.
0: <laughs> that's a, can be a relationship deal breaker, yeah. you would think. You would think. <laughs> Let's get a dog. Yeah. 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 Let's train him to fight. Yeah. Who was the football player
1: that, uh, Vic? Michael Vic. Yeah, yeah. Who got all caught up with that? Collecting controversial memorabilia, things like uh, serial killers or Nazis or pornography. Well, what's wrong with collecting pornography?
0: <laughs> you might want to clear out your Netflix history, though.
1: Taxidermy and things with racist or hateful symbols. Yeah, Again, I think you uh, get invited over to somebody's condo and they got a big picture of Hitler on the wall. Right. Kind of heal it and head the other way.
0: <laughs> again, not in their profile picture. No, no.
1: Oh, well, now I know why you like that mustache.
0: <laughs> being a social media
1: influencer. Well, unless they make a ton of dough and then they can pay for the dates.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you have to be into it yourself in order to kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're right, the level that they're at. Because there are many that make very good money mm-hmm. doing it. But if you're not into, you know, being filmed all the time or on camera or, or pausing You know, it's almost, you know, like the old days when you used to take a a family trip and you have to pause and take pictures. Yeah. You just imagine that every scenario you ever go into. I mean, it leads to a lot of, you know, dough and free stuff coming your way, but it could get annoying.
1: Uh, This would be an issue, Lucky, if you were still on the uh, dating scene. Gambling, Mm. especially if it's a financial risk. The other thing too is if you're on a date and the other person doesn't really care to gamble. Sitting and watching somebody else gamble, right? There's nothing more boring. Incredibly boring. I'd rather sit in ICU and watch somebody (laughs) on a ventilator
0: (laughs) placing bets on that. Well, and you know they define this as hobbies. You know, if it's a hobby gambling thing, that's one thing. But if it's, you know, yeah, if you're trying to make a living doing it, that's a lot of time put in.
1: Speaking of uh, gambling, uh here's another tip for, I guess, mostly fellas. Nobody cares about your fantasy team on any sports. Right. And nobody cares how many teams you got right <laughs> on your pro line ticket. Nobody cares. No, not
0: yeah, nobody. That's, that's a gambling trait we love to, to tell our winners.
1: Yeah. Uh, smoking weed or drinking too much, occasionally partaking is fine, but when it's become your hobby.
0: Right. Although I'm sure the weed has become a lot more accepted as of late. Yeah. And it's not like you look at everyone and say, oh, he must be a stoner.
1: This is where you can't win though. So people, um, people say it's a red flag if you're extreme and obsessive about your hobby, if it consumes all your time. But then it's also a red flag when you have zero hobbies. Right. Yeah. So there's got to be well, a balance, I guess.
0: Exactly. You know. Well, I mean, that's, it's, it's not a, it's not just a hobby if you, if it takes up all of your time. Right. <laughs> like that's an obsession at that point. Like hockey and you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got somewhere for us to go this time next year. We missed the first Florida man games. It went down on Saturday. Of course, in Florida, and organizers called it a huge success. If you haven't heard of it, it's basically the Olympics for Florida crazies. Events include a mullet contest, a mud duel with pool noodles, an evading arrest obstacle course where actual cops chase people down. It's not clear how many fans showed up, but tickets cost around 50 bucks, and they expected over 5,000 people. The best quote was from a guy who won the barbecue pork and sausage speed contest. <laughs> okay. Says, I've lived in Florida my whole life. They're calling these events, but I'm just calling this friggin' Sunday morning.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> the only real issue was no women's division. The only event for women was a Florida ma'am pinup contest. All right. So that's it, <laughs> Florida Man <laughs> Games. We are going next year. I'd love to watch the evading arrest obstacle. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fun. And hopefully they'll come up with more. <laughs> I'm sure there'd be <laughs> like beer chugging
0: contests and a okay. lot of fences in that ev- evading arrest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A couple of pylons. I do want to know, though. I mean. Is it simply a speed competition, or is there actually someone chasing you, and what's the size of the cop that's chasing you?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And why in the movies and television are they always going over fences? Was it easier just to run right down a road? I mean, if you can hop the fence so fast, I'm sure the cop can as well.
0: Well, there's that donut rumor.
1: Although I did, I told you at the time that there was a big takedown on the hood of my car in front of the LCBO. Oh,
0: that's right.
1: And uh, the guy <laughs> the cop was taking down was young. He looked like he was probably in his late 20s, early 30s, and he was thin. And the cop had, uh, well... He wasn't quite, they looked like a number 10 beside oh. each other. <laughs> and this cop was losing this battle. Like this kid was not giving up. He oh. was trying to, uh yeah, he was trying to evade arrest. So much so that it it looked like had this carried on, the cop was going to lose. Uh And then uh, two or three big guys who were just citizens came and pounded on him and helped the cop <laughs> bring him down. And I just sat and cried and shivered in my car. <laughs> Get off my car, get off my car. Don't scratch the paint. I gotta get home. I got ice cream in here. Uh, anyhow, and then I was like, like as soon as they were off my car and they had this guy planted face down on the cement, I just threw it in reverse and took off. And as I was wheeling out of the LCBO, this other car came wailing in and almost T-boned me. Right. I said, I gotta get home.
0: (laughs) Too much excitement for one day. This
1: is too much for Craigie's little ticker. Oh yeah, and I just you know uh, I, I know me, and, I, and in any situation when things, I am a full-on flight. Right. <laughs> uh, there's no fight in me. I'm all flight in any situation. Somebody has a heart attack in front of me. I flight. Right. The fight breaks out. I flight. <laughs> Massive car accident. Flight. <laughs> don't expect me to do poop. You don't even sit and watch? No. Uh, no, not uh, if it's no. Uh, well, this I kind of had to because they were on well, the road of my this car. You're
0: forced to, but if you hadn't.
1: Uh, if a full-on fight was breaking out, I know I want to get out of it. I, 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 somehow I'm going to end up involved. Right. I'll be the one that gets
0: stabbed. <laughs> or you're dragged to court as a witness. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, or somebody has a heart attack and they got that white goo coming out the side of their mouth and I try to give them mouth to mouth and I end up with some kind of rare tropical disease. <laughs> <laughs> I end up dying, the guy lives. <laughs> I tell, okay. I, I, I tell my kids this all the time. Flight, flight, flight. <laughs> you know, relationships are all give and take. And uh, it'll be interesting to see How someone's going to take this because in the relationship of TT, Tay and Trey.
0: Oh, right.
1: uh, It seems that Taylor is taking away Travis's ability to visit strip clubs. (laughs) So we'll see how he handles that. Really? Supposedly, Taylor has banned Travis from visiting nudie bars after seeing him wear a T-shirt from the Crazy Horse 3 in Vegas (laughs) after a game against the Raiders earlier this year.
0: But uh, how is this coming out now? Are, are, it sounds like we're just inventing reasons to talk about them now that the Super Bowl's over.
1: I do know her new song is No Tatas for Travis. <laughs> no Tatas for you.
0: That sounds like a country hit. Yeah.
1: No Tatas for Travis. Um She also wants him to FaceTime her instead of texting when they're apart because, quote, she secretly wants to see where he is and who he's
0: with, right?
1: No tatas for Travis.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Taylor is also changing Travis's look. She supposedly gave him five hundred thousand dollars to step up his wardrobe. A source says she loves that he likes to take chances with his style choices, but some of his outfits have been suspect.
0: I mean, he's a millionaire already. Does that really make sense? I don't know. Like, Why doesn't she just buy him some stuff then?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Taylor isn't trying to change Travis. It has said she's just trying to help him evolve to meet his new level of fame.
0: Sure. <laughs> I'm not trying to change you, but yeah. if you're going to be beside me, I need you to not look like you.
1: Yeah, and I don't know how good this is all going to work out because Travis was in Australia to catch Taylor on tour, but he was back in Vegas on Saturday partying hard with Patrick Mahomes wow. at a club. <laughs> so there is some tatas tas for Travis um m M&M and m still uses a blackberry, really? yeah I I didn't,
0: s- I didn't even know they're still viable.
1: Well all Blackberry phones no longer work unless they use Android software, so the phone is pretty outdated in the tech world, but fans were quick to spot m M&M and m using one in a photo. One person said does a does using a blackberry keep you from aging or what slim so eh, whatever works for' them, I guess.
0: Yeah. So, well, listen, I, I, a lot of people have a hard time switching technologies, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, I I don't think I could, you know, I'm an Apple phone user. I, I don't know if I could switch over. I, the couple times I've had to use one, because the station phones were, were uh, Samsung, mm. I didn't even know how to turn it on.
1: Yeah, but you you at least have never come across with that, <sighs> you have an Android. Right, no. I mean, there are those who get very snobby yeah. about the whole you know, it's it's like when it comes to owning a pool, there's the chlorine versus salt debate. And I I know people, I have family, like nephews and nieces who come to my house and go, "Is your pool chlorine or salt?" And I'll go, "It's chlorine," and they just poo poo it and walk away. It's water. Yeah, get in it. In the classic film Dodgeball, if you remember Patches O'Houlihan saying, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.
0: Great character. Yeah,
1: a terrific character. That whole movie is so great.
0: The Dodgeball comparisons to the, Supertime half, the Super Bowl halftime show, by the <laughs> way, were hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, even Jason
1: Bateman as that uh, commentator. That's right. He yeah. was great in that part. <laughs> they were all great in it. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> and just Justin Law taking it. Oh, that in his role in when Zach and Mira made a porno. Right. Just go look at some of the highlights of, of him <laughs> as the gay porn star. It's so great. Anyhow, um, science claims that patches is wrong. That it's actually harder to dodge a ball than a wrench. It's all about the density of the object. Oh, the
0: ball is bigger.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it's going to move around more. The, the wrench is heavy. It's just going to go straight.
0: Right. Gotcha.
1: So it's easier to just get out of the way of a wrench coming right at you.
0: If you know it's coming. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that scene of Justin Long going down, though, is just so funny. <laughs> he hits
1: the deck. I might have to watch that this
0: afternoon.
1: And now, speaking of being hit by balls... Uh, in the most recent Curb Your Enthusiasm, there's, it's, the whole episode is around Larry at his, uh, he's a member of a private golf course.
0: Oh, I think I saw a clip of this. This is a
1: great moment. Yeah. And, and there's a, a, a pro giving a guy some lessons. But Larry doesn't want to pay. So he sits on a bench behind them, and you see him, he's just practicing everything. The, the pro is teaching. He's, the pro's like, this is a private lesson. Well, I can sit on a bench. I can sit on a And, and it just goes on and on and on. It's, it's really quite funny. You would you would appreciate it. Um. Yes, so science proves it. But then Patches did guide average shows to victory. So he yeah, knew something.
0: But his strategy was to blindfold yourself. So... <laughs> I'm not really sure.
1: <laughs> your ability to remember the smallest moments of films, it's, it is pretty impressive. I mean, I remember it being funny, and outside of kind of the Justin Long bit, I, I can't pull little snippets out my arse.
0: Come on, you're a pirate guy.
1: That's true. Speaking of pulling stuff out your arse, I guess this doesn't happen to Martha Stewart. She doesn't get the uh, the wedge because she doesn't wear underwear. Ooh, ooh. No, don't say ooh. Oh. Martha Stewart, am getting hotter. I, <laughs> I, you got a Martha thing. Oh, she, she's just, like Commando. Yeah, well, she wears a bathing suit underneath her her getup. I don't know why. Maybe it helps keep everything tucked in. I watched that Martha Stewart documentary on CNN. Mm-hmm.
0: They didn't, uh, they didn't mention this.
1: No, they didn't No, they didn't get to that part. No, I just got too wrapped a up in bathing her, suit all the time in her puddings. Love her puddings and her pies. Yeah, I guess, well, she probably has a few. I'm sure she's got a variety of bathing suits. Well,
0: I, I'm, yes, I'm not, I'm not suggesting she's wearing the same one all of the time, but, I mean, if it, it's good if a pool party or hot tub party breaks out at any time, you're ready to go. Well, the cover of
1: Sports Illustrated, she was in that orange, one-piece bathing
0: suit. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated?
1: Reci- you, you're missing everything. Look it up. Smoke <laughs> show that, Martha. For Wild Fork in Whitby, it's Ted Reader on the line, talking, grilling. Teddy, how are we this morning?
2: Not too bad, Gregor. How's it going, Lucky? Uh, good, thank you. Yourself? Can't complain. Can't complain.
1: Uh, I had a phone conversation on Friday morning, Mr. Reader, with your pally Christian Pritchard and Doug Elliott. And we uh-huh. were going over the details of this uh, first Munja cake meatball off that uh, we discussed last week <laughs> oh, and uh, I, it turn, turns out I guess that it's going down at the um, Bond Street Events Center on Thursday March 28th. I believe you're going to be a judge. I, I think we've uh, roped uh, Lucky into being in a, on the panel. There is discussions from my mother-in-law, Santa Maria Gallardi, to get on the bench. Uh, I think there might even be some discussions with uh, Chef Steve from Wild Forks. So we're looking forward to this, and the meatballs are already simmering in my brain.
2: Oh man, if I could swear on air, I would right now. <laughs> well, you have, and you can. You seem to get away with it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go down that road. I don't like the phone calls from Doug Elliott. I mean, I'll let you get those phone calls. It's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We're, reader, we're looking, what were you saying?
1: We're looking forward to uh, to that, and uh, Christian seems all very excited by the process. So, we'll have more details as we get closer to the event, but. In the uh, in the topic of meatballs, I was on your Facebook.
0: Page. Yeah, Teddy posted a picture on Friday of these uh, plank smoked veal and smoked cheddar meatballs. They looked amazing.
2: They look gorgeous.
0: They look fake. They look so good.
2: Yes, they looked fake, but they were real balls <laughs> and <laughs> real man balls. Well, they were they were made with uh, Ontario veal and uh, ground veal, and we added uh, some cubes of smoked cheddar into it. So you cut the cheddar into um, about quarter to, yeah, quarter-inch pieces, little cubes. And I like to pop them in the freezer and get them icy, icy cold, and then I mix them in with the meat and seasonings and scoop them into little balls, and I put them on a grilling plank. Uh, I, I used, uh, I believe I used maple wood. And gives a little bit nicer flavor coming across rather than just cedar all the time, which is what people mostly use when they're plank grilling. And uh, the cheese, when you freeze that cheese... It slows down the process of it melting, and the, the cubes of cheese versus a shredded cheese leaves you pieces of cheese in there so that you get that gooiness mm. from the cheese. Right. If you shred it, the shredded cheese just disappears into it. So you've got to cube it.
1: All right. Now, you did mention you make them into little balls. Now, t- uh, do you use like an ice cream scoop, or are you going like the size of a golf ball or a little bigger? And would a smaller ball be a tastier meatball?
2: Well, the smaller balls are fine, um, but you know, bigger balls are better. Like you and Christian love your balls, yep. and uh, I you're day. having a ball event. Yep. And, AC-DC uh, yeah, AC/DC
1: sang about. I mean, the big right. balls song. Yes. <laughs>
2: and um uh, it, it really it doesn't matter you could make those into into burgers the the size of your fist if you wanted to mm-hmm. and it works uh, years ago i used to work uh in my other life other than being a barbecue guy i used to be a product development chef for a little grocery store chain and developed uh, a number of different uh frozen meat items and and uh, one of them was a, a thick and cheesy burger and we had put cubes of ch- cheddar and mozzarella throughout this burger, and you grilled it up, and it was pretty tasty. So it was lots lots of fun. You can add things into your mix and, and play. I mean, there's no, uh, if you're going to play with your balls, play yeah. with them.
0: Sure. Well, it's a good thing you got Played out of well. the grocery game, Ted, because we know there's no money in that. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, I, I remember you having a similar recipe for your smash burger where you'd basically make a giant meatball like this and then just smash it down.
2: That's it, and you freshly ground, uh, we use brisket at the joint, and then you, you form your, you just do a nice loose ball, and then when it comes time to to griddle them, because if you try and smash them on a, on a grill, you'll just push it through the grates. Right. But on a flat griddle, uh, you push it down nice and thin, and you fry them until they get nice and crisp, and yet still a little bit juicy on the inside. Nice. And that's it, man. Nice. And it's a simple process. No. Uh, really, when it comes to food, just get in the kitchen and do it, man. Have some fun. Uh, go with the flow. Experiment and practice. And if you make mistakes, that's okay. Uh Change it up afterwards. Work on making it better.
1: I, uh, looking at this photo, it looks like there's probably some parsley involved. Are they wrapped in bacon as well? And did you put, what's, what's your seasoning inside of you? Just going up with, a, with the veal and then straight salt and pepper?
2: I did salt, pepper, and garlic, and yeah. there was a little bit of parsley in there and a little bit of uh, fresh oregano, I believe, that came out of the garden. Nice. Nice. Craig's yeah. stealing I mean, ideas for his meatballs That's now. right. Listen, can I just pay you <laughs> and you to make your damn meatballs? I, I'm, <laughs> to, I'm just going to give him one, one, one bit of advice yes, on, on making meatballs, okay? Yep. Don't overcomplicate it. You've been making meatballs for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know how to make your meatballs right? Yep. And if you think if people like your meatballs, don't go thinking that just because you're competing against Christian Pritchard that you have to change up your game plan. Stick to your plan, make the balls that you make, and make them tasty.
1: Listen, he thinks he's Chef RD, I'm going to show him something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ted, if people want to talk about their meatballs or any grilling, how do they get a
2: hold of you, my friend? You're going to find me in the social media world at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94-9 mm-hmm. The Rock.